Hello, and welcome to Nutritious, your guide to a healthier lifestyle. In today's episode, we'll be joined by Vanita Gaglani, who is a pelvic floor physical therapist located in Melbourne, Florida, with her own practice and has 25 plus years of experience in specialized pelvic floor physical therapy. And we'll be taking an in-depth look at the overactive bladder syndrome, which can have a significant impact on a person's quality of life, causing discomfort, embarrassment, and even social withdrawal. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Arna, for inviting me. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. So with that, my first question is, what is overactive bladder syndrome? Why should people be worried? Um, uh, overactive bladder syndrome is a part of uh, or is, is one of the issues that uh, many people face. Um, it is mostly found in seniors. Uh, people over 60 plus, but lately I have seen that many young people also seem to have an overactive bladder. An overactive bladder is when the need to urinate is so strong that a person has to go find a bathroom immediately. Otherwise, they are very uncomfortable. And in many cases, if they are older, they refuse to leave the home uh, unless they know that they will have access to a bathroom. The reason people should be worried about this uh, overactive bladder is because it uh, has a significant impact on a person's quality of life. Uh, older people always have to plan their trips. They have to find out uh, how many bathrooms are on their route. Will they, will they be able to get to the bathroom? Sometimes uh, the syndrome has so many issues that people are not... Uh, will not socialize. They will refuse to go to a friend's house or um, go on a day trip or uh, uh, go overnight to stay with someone because they are, they have a high level of anxiety that they may not be able to make it to the bathroom. Thank you. And what are some common symptoms associated with overactive bladder? And how can a patient differentiate these symptoms from normal urinary, urinary frequency? In an overactive bladder, uh, the person usually when they have the need to go to the bathroom, they have to find the quick access to the bathroom because if they don't, the urine starts dribbling uh, or it just comes out onto the floor. Um, by the way, overactive bladder is pretty common in men and women. It is not only uh, symptomology of women. And how long can overactive bladder symptoms last for? And how may this vary from patient to patient? First, we have to find out why a person has overactive bladder. There are many causes which go into an overactive bladder. Uh, it can be due to medical conditions, like if a person has diabetes, or if they have a small bladder, or they have multiple sclerosis, any other medical condition. Um, that may be one of the reasons that they have to go to the, they get overactive bladder. The second cause is that people are not uh, hydrating themselves with uh, proper fluids. Uh, in a place where, uh, in a place like Florida, where the sun is so strong, or even in Arizona or around the country, if there is not enough uh, hydration, then the bladder goes in a spasm and it it um, sends a signal to the brain to go urinate. 
because the bladder does uh, get filled with uh, lactic acid and uric acid uh, throughout the day. Oh, I had wanted to answer one question of yours before that. And it is, how is it different from urinary frequency? Uh, so in overactive bladder, in urinary frequency, if a person drinks about four bottles of water, on an average, they feel the need to go to the bathroom maybe every hour and a half to two hours. In an overactive bladder, they start going more frequently to the bathroom and sometimes they end up going like every 30 minutes or so to urinate. And what customized treatments do you use to treat overactive bladder syndrome as a pelvic floor physical therapist? And how effective are these treatments among patients? So when a person first comes to me, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, I ask them a lot of questions regarding uh, how often they go to the bathroom, how does it affect their life, quality of life, how many times they wake up in the uh, at night to urinate, how long can they wait before or how long can they hold the urine before they have to find a bathroom. Once I have uh, figured out uh, like how serious the symptoms are, then I look into further causes. Is it constipation causing the problem? Is it hydration causing the problem? Nutrition plays a strong role in overactive bladder. Uh, for example, people uh, who imbibe a lot of bladder aggravants like soda, iced tea, sugar, ice cream. Uh, what medications can be described to treat overactive bladder and what are the potential side effects? Um, the medications are usually prescribed by the doctors. Some of the common ones are mirbetric and oxybutynin. It is best that they consult the family physician or the urologist for that. I really do not have much of an input in uh, the medications. Now, uh, medications are great, but without uh, uh, addressing the nutrition, hydration, behavior strategies, and body mechanics, uh, the medications in most cases will uh, be temporarily helpful for uh, to overcome uh, the symptoms associated with uh, overactive bladder, we have to address uh, the four components I mentioned. Um, a person has to drink sufficient water, which is counterintuitive. The more water a person drinks, the less they feel the need to go to the bathroom. Um, they have to figure out what uh, bladder irritants are causing these symptoms. For that, I give them a bladder log then they have to find out uh, when does it affect them most? Is it when they, when they reach the toilet? Is it when they are traveling? Are they afraid to leave their home without going to urinate two, three times? Uh, then those symptoms have, be have to be addressed by certain behavior strategies implemented by me. And uh, once a person uh, kind of figures out that... Uh, how nutrition, hydration, relaxation play a role, it takes them anywhere from about four to six weeks to completely uh, change the life around. If they have no underlying causes, if it is men and they've had prostate surgery, then the, um, then the treatment is a bit longer. It will take about 10 weeks. 
So we cannot like put a number on it. It is just like weight loss. For some people, they can, you know, go through the program very rigidly and lose weight in about five, six weeks. For other people, it takes about several months. So it just depends on how they follow the protocol, how they implement the strategies suggested by me. Uh, there is no cookie cutter way, but on an average, on an average in women, in six weeks, uh, their quality of life improves significantly. They don't have to look or scout for bathrooms. They can drink water or stay hydrated even if they go for a trip. Um, and thereby, they overcome uh, several issues like dehydration, sepsis, uh, and um, kidney issues. Are there any specific recommendations for managing overactive bladder during pregnancy or postpartum? During pregnancy, uh, it's best to stay hydrated, but body mechanics plays a significant role. Um, the positioning of the body is very important. The way they sit, the way they move, the way they squat, women who are pregnant. Um, once they are able to implement this body mechanics, they and some behavior strategies about uh, when to go to the bathroom, how to how to not go to the bathroom every single time they pass by it, and uh, <clears throat> especially waking up in the night that seems to be an issue. So again, we'll implement strategies whereby the positioning is comfortable so that the person doesn't feel the need to urinate very frequently. Postpartum, um, in postpartum uh, women, they, they are treated as anybody else with an overactive bladder syndrome. In their case, uh, behavior, nutrition, hydration do play a significant role in overcoming these factors. Well, thank you for allowing me to interview you again today. You are welcome. I just, uh, one more thing I want to end this with is that um, overactive bladder is just one part of the symptoms of the bladder. People also have stress incontinence, uh, whereby they cough, laugh, or sneeze, and they leak. And then, um, like I said, men have an equal problem as women as far as the overactive bladder goes. And uh, my suggestion would be talk to your provider, see if you can get to a pelvic floor therapist, um, make sure that the pelvic floor therapist knows the difference in how to treat men with bladder issues versus women with bladder issues because the treatment protocol is totally different for men versus women. So if they go to a therapist who's like, oh, I'm a pelvic floor therapist, but who is not able to differentiate uh, or figure out what is the underlying cause which is causing these symptoms, then the person will uh, uh, not uh, um, will not reap the benefits. For many many people, when we talk about overactive bladder or bladder issues, all they think is Kegel, Kegel, Kegel. Kegel is only one component of uh, managing the overactive bladder. There are at least twenty other exercises along with behavior strategies, body mechanics and nutrition and hydration strategies, which will help a person overcome um, an overactive bladder. Without all those components being put in, there will not be much success, which may lead to frustration. Think of it like 
think of it as like with weight loss in weight loss if a person just stops eating they will still not lose weight or if they only exercise they will not lose weight the behavior the nutrition and exercise components have equal weight for any uh, behavioral cha- change or any outcome so that is my two cent worth yeah definitely make sure to consult your local physician before mm-hmm. taking a step Correct. but before you leave say I'll be sharing a shocking statistic. Mm-hmm. A study estimated that employees with overactive bladder syndrome symptoms lose approximately 12.5 hours of productivity each month, according to urology. Wow. We definitely need to make sure that we follow Vanita Gaglani's advice. But with that, that'll be the end of today's episode. I'm your host, Arno Jane, and thank you for tuning into Nutritious, your guide to a healthier lifestyle.